Who's good having her? I haven't spoken in a while. Is uh, Nascadio legislator, Democrat DeRigo Witten, represents the 11th uh, legislative district, had a rebuttal uh, going on uh, last night, and uh, and that from the Bruce Blakeman State of the uh, County address. And Delia's nice enough to give us uh, a couple of minutes here on a Thursday morning. It is so good to have you here on a late request. Uh, I did not hear the full rebuttal, but uh, let's get into the crux of it all as far as the address and a couple other things uh, regarding the county. What did you take out of it? What was some of the more interesting points? Well, thank you for having me today. Good to speak with you. Um, the, the rebuttal is a is a tradition that we've always had. Um, it, it always occurs with when um, the county executive is represented by one party. A member from the other party always responds, um, you know, just a short um, synopsis. But uh, I thought I thought County Executive Blakeman's um, speech was, was good. It was positive. Um, however, my rebuttal, I think, hit on a few things that he didn't um, address. Um, one, and I know you and I were together a lot on this when we were having all those uh, issues with procurement and contracts that were given to um, family members and all under a prior prior administration. And um, there was a lot of, honestly, corruption in Nassau County. And one of the big things we did is we were able to get an inspector general. And the inspector general has been fabulous. She looks at every contract, looks at every person involved with the contract, you know, like any of the uh, holders or, or, or um, principals, and she looks at how many political donations were made, if there were any conflicts. And um, once we get the contract after her office, I still look at it, but I feel so much more confident than we ever did before. Anyway, long story short, she had a four-year contract, I believe it was, and it's, and it's expired. So now she's working basically without a contract, which puts her in a vulnerable situation. And one thing you want to be as an independent um, overseer is you want to have security to say what you want. And and um, they have refused to 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 call her contract or renew her. And um, I think it's such an important important part of of our process that I really hope he takes a look at now. Um, we did send him a letter prior. You know, we've been trying to get this done for a while, and um, and unfortunately, he, they have not um, restored her position. So it's a big, it's, I think it's a big loss. People don't want to see corruption. We don't want to see anyone get in trouble either. I have to tell you, it bothers me to see anyone ruin their lives. And, um, so I'm hoping he takes that out of it. There was also another issue. He, he kind of skated over assessment. You have to remember he ran really saying he was going to fix assessment. Um, and, um, he just basically they just froze the roll, and some people think, "Oh, that's great, my taxes won't go up." But that's not the case. Um, freezing the roll just freezes the assessment. He did not freeze what's called um, the levy. So, you know, some people think freezing the rolls is a positive thing, but what it really does is it means that nobody's looking at the value of the homes. And if you know anything about assessment or real estate, you know value of homes go up and down and turn around. You know, you have to keep a close eye, a close, a really close look at the values. And um, to just ignore them, which is what happened in Nassau County for 10 years prior, we, fi- we, we fixed it or we took off the, the freeze about five years ago, but now it's frozen again. 
So it just it just causes more problems down the line, and um, it's not a fix. It's really just like kind of ignoring it. So there's that. And then the only other subject I touched on was um, there's still a heck of a lot of money out there, Jay, in in, um, in the American Recovery funding from COVID. I I think there's almost there's over two hundred and fifty million dollars left. I mean, it's just it's just sitting there, and um, it has to be used by twenty twenty that has to be allocated and um, otherwise we have to give it back so that's really been on my mind there's so many businesses and households and non-for-profits that could really use it so he says they're working on it but I just I hope that they go quick because as you know nothing happens fast in government so we need it to get moving and finally um, there's also we had 72 million dollars in um, the opioid settlement um, with different pharmacies and pharmaceutical companies and and um, last I heard, he had given out about $2 million out of the $72 million. Um, and uh, there's so many families that are struggling with opioids and fentanyl. And, um, you know, we've had so many young people get lost to this crisis. In my opinion, the faster we get these out to these agencies that have been dealing with this for so long, the better. And we really have to offer, like, real treatment for the families they really need like it's so hard to find an available bed when your loved one is ready to go for for rehab and that's the last thing you want to tell a family is oh great it's wonderful that your child has finally realized that he needs rehab but he or she but we have no beds available so um that was my last point that i i truly hope that uh they just expedite giving out the funding um you know the need is the need is there we just need to, to push it as fast as possible. Well, Delia, why is why is it taking so long uh, as far as disbursement is concerned? Um, with the American CARES funding? Well, the, the opioid settlements. Oh, the opioid. Oh, I don't know. Um, to be honest, he says he didn't want to, um, Ken Executive Blakeman said at a press conference that he wants to kind of stagger it so that the agencies can you know, basically, almost like so that they don't, um, I don't want to say waste it, but he was almost questioning whether or not they were ready to have the funding. But I got to tell you, a lot of these um, groups, they're run by like Jeff, Dr. Jeff Reynolds. I mean, these groups really are very professional and know what they're doing. Um, I don't think it's up to the county to see, you know, to tell them. I and mean, we've been doing business with them for 20 years, a lot of them. It's not up to us to say, well, we're not sure you can handle the funding. The funding is really supposed to go to these groups or really any other way that the county sees fit to handle um, the opioid crisis. And my wish was we have that big hospital, that NCMC hospital, and a lot of it is sitting um, vacant. And I could really see making a floor, you know, a a treatment center, a true treatment center, because what happens I'm sorry if I'm taking up too much of your time, but the brain, once you're on drugs, you can actually see in an MRI that the, that the receptors in your brain open up. Like it's a physical change once you get addicted to these opioid drugs. Now, when you get off the drugs and you're on other things to help you, you can actually see the uh, receptors start to close, and that's great. But the longest you can really get any insurance paid or any normal program is 28 days. It, it takes longer than 28 days it probably takes about 90 days to really have an effective um, return to where the receptor should be. So us treating these people for 28 days, which is all that 
that insurance pays for and all that, you know, is typical, is really just starting to fix them. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't fix them. They go back out, they still have the cravings, and um, they get they get back onto um, drugs, unfortunately. We have a lot of recidivism. So um, I would love to see us, we have the money to, to, to really trans, transform one of those hallway, you know, one of those floors that are sitting there vacant, you know, into a really good rehab center for Nassau County. It would be center, centralized right in the middle of the county. And um, um, I don't think they want to do it. That's just the, I haven't gotten any uh, reaction to that idea. So, um, but again, I meet with many families. Yeah, and I'm I'm sorry. No, it's, it's a huge problem. I was talking about it right before you come. You came on, uh, and you know we know where it's coming from. You know where it's coming from, uh, but we're losing a lot of kids, losing a lot of people, a lot of people right. in general, uh, and we got to fix it. We got to somehow fix it, but we got to do uh, the part as far as the communities. Let me ask you something. So the. Because we're talking with Dina DeRigo Witten, the legislator in the 11th uh, District, Nassau County. Uh, he spoke a little bit about the casino uh, proposal mm-hmm. there at the Nassau Hub. Uh, said it would only get his approval if it's, you know, kind of world class, a lot of revenue if it comes into the county, surrounding areas, has support from the community and everything else. We know about Las Vegas Sands and their recommendations over the Coliseum there. Um, how likely is that? There's been a lot of pushback. Lot of, you know, it, it's kind of reminiscent what happened in Suffolk. You know, uh, trying to find a place. They settled with Jake's in Islandia. It's been a big success. It has. Um, where are we at with this? Uh, you have the template right in the county of Suffolk as far as how that's been going here. How likely is it that it will come to fruition in your neck of the woods? Um, it depends who you speak with, but from the way it was uh, described to me, the state gives out a certain number of permits, and there are not a lot um, for casinos. And there are, I believe, either two or three other locations that are vetting for this location for, for this for this permit, including Nassau, no, and Nassau. So at least three or four. Um, one is in Brooklyn, I think. I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak, but they're they're you know. I think I had heard at one point. I don't know if it's still a possibility, but Times Square, like that area, was another one. Um, so there might be there might be more um, like areas that have a bigger population, or that, that they might success you know be more successful. Someone told me that is sort of in the know and it's unofficial, but he said, "Oh, I think you have like a ten twenty percent of it." you know, of the permit going to Nassau. So it's kind of, it's sort of, um, before we know where the permit's going, it's sort of, um, you know, a little early to talk about a casino. Um, I do know that they need to have the support of the, of the communities and the, uh, you know, the government, various levels of government to apply for the permit, which I guess is what they're doing now. I know there's actually something on Monday, um, and the committees for the Nassau County Legislature, for the planning committee. Um, I have, first of all, I'm glad to hear that he says he wants to make revenue because usually these types of projects are pilots. And I think we've had enough of pilots lately. Um, you know, it, it, it just, 
when you don't collect the taxes and you don't increase your tax base, the rest of the expenses come on everyone else, the other businesses and the other homeowners. And I hope whatever business comes in does help pay with school taxes and, and as well as property taxes. But anyway, um, I have mixed feelings about a casino. Um, I know a lot of people think it's exciting and fun and all, but when you read the statistics, there's a lot of downside. Um, a lot of people consider it a tax for the most vulnerable. <clears throat> there's a lot of, um, a lot of very poor people go to casinos. Um, there's a lot of, unfortunately, you know, people that have other addiction issues such as, um, you know, alcohol and drugs. Um, there is also a true addiction to gambling that people really do ruin their lives and they come from all different walks of life. Um, I understand that gambling is much more prevalent now than it was like 10 years ago. Um, but there's this concern. I know that many of the neighborhoods, I mean, you know, the Union Jail area was very much against it. Um, so we have to just see what the proposal is, but we also have to see if Nassau County in the end is rewarded the permit because otherwise, um, you know, it's all for nothing. Um, but I have to say, I do, I do support the county executive's idea of making it like an attraction. It's such a, it's such an incredible piece of property. You know, I'm, I'm glad to see it going for more than just housing. Um, you know, it would be good to have some kind of cultural event or something, um, you know, there as well as, a, you know, if this casino does pass or in lieu of it, there's plenty of other things we could do um, to attract people and have a nice, you know, use the hub yeah. for something that's entertaining. Uh, and the only thing I would say to you on the casino stuff, you know, the aspect of gambling is so prevalent. Uh, you mm-hmm. go online, you could play blackjack on your phone. I mean, it's there. My biggest thing is, what would it do for the communities in and around? You know, and I think it would pump a lot of revenue in. Uh, and I look at, I look at, I, I look at Jake's in Islandia, uh, and that's been in operation a couple of years now. A lot of people were opposed to that in the beginning. You know, way to put it, <laughs> whatnot. It would lead to complete decadence in and around. Uh, they've done a nice job. A lot of it goes to education and everything else. Yes. OTB was in a bankruptcy deal, so, uh, you know, it was almost two birds, one stone. But, you know, it had some decent, it has had and continues to have some decent effects. Uh, so, you know, the addiction is out I there. Agree. Oh, I the agree. The addiction is out I, there. I, it just has to be somewhat uh, controlled. If it's in a controlled type environment, I think it's a good thing, no? Yeah, I, I agree. And many people feel that way. I just, like, you know, I'm almost quoting Blakeman in this sentence, but, you know, we have to just see what, what the conditions are. We have to make sure that the benefits do go to the right places, you know. And, and I, you know, I, I do, if it could really help us with our schools and our, that surrounding area. Um, but we ha- we can't just jump into it. we got to make sure we get what we need from it, too. Um, you know, the leverage is there right now. It won't be once it's approved. So we have to make sure that they that they are contributing to the community. Otherwise... I've seen too many situations where builders come in and, and they don't contribute at all to the community. And um, I don't want to see that happen, especially if, if this is such a revenue-producing, um, you know, business. But you got to remember, the revenue is coming from us. <laughs> so, like, you know, it should help our communities also. I mean, it, it's coming from from our residents, the funding, you know. So, And it's usually coming when they lose. So we want to make sure that that money is uh, – used correctly in some benefit rather than, um, you know, 
going to some big corporation. So, but we'll see. I, um, I'm going to meet with them. I think it's on next Wednesday, the Sands Corporation. I hear that they are uh, professional um, and good to work with. So let's hope that they do. But we're going to make sure they do. We're not going to. We're not going to say okay unless they really agree in writing to supporting our communities. Also, so uh, and, um, I wanted to you. say one more for you, uh, Dave, sure. before we let you go, and that is uh, the plan from the governor to add these housing units across the state in the next decade or so, including here on the island. And a lot of people, you know, have expressed concern, a lot of supervisors, town supervisors, over how the proposal can interfere with some of the local control over zoning rules. You know, this mandate, 800,000 or so housing units across the state over the next 10 years. It's alarming a lot of people. You know, the way of life on Long Island uh, could change on a dime uh, if uh, this comes into play, how are you handling this? You know, it's it's not like uh, it's not a partisan. It's a bipartisan situation that many uh, have to have in play here. A lot of concerns across here. How are you handling things with this? I, I completely agree. I I I think that this is another situation where maybe the intentions are good, but the the way that it's done is completely wrong and. Um, the way they're proposing it. First of all, I don't like the state ever superseding, you know, local zoning laws. I, I don't. I don't think that's the way we uh, operate in New York. Um, if you look at if you look at the election, and I'm a very moderate person, as you know, Jay. I'm, you know, I really try to be as like nonpartisan as possible. But if you look at how the uh, governor won this last race, it really was because New York City. Um, supported her so well. I mean, if really the rest of the state, that it was not the case. So, what I'm afraid of is that there might be some pandering to um, some of the electeds in this in the five borough area. Um, now, what works for the five borough area is great. You know, do what you want to do, but it does not work on an island, especially like ours on Long Island. Um, you know, to, first of all, to increase Come in and, and tell us what to do with the zoning. I really don't like number two. We live on top of our water. Our water is a real concern. Saltwater intrusion happens when you drain too much from our aquifers too quickly. We're already having that. This would just increase that. Forget. I don't have to tell you about the traffic. It takes me like almost forty minutes sometimes to get from Glen Cove to Mineola. It's it's just it's ridiculous and. Um, I think with um, with our schools and everything else, there's no there's no saying that um, that whoever rents these apartments or whatever they're going to be isn't going to use the school district. You have to assume that they will. And uh, there we go. It's going to be a big, you know, another cost expense for the school district. So to be honest with you, I, I like the idea of, um, you know, I think certain areas where they can put some apartments, maybe like one level of apartments over storefronts. I think that's great because then you have, Younger people can afford to um, stay and walk to the trains or whatever. That's that's different, but that's really up to the local jurisdictions. For the state to come in and say a place like Port Washington or even Seacliff has to has to add all these, you know, I hear it's fifty units per acre. That's a lot. That is so much. Um, so anyway, um, I'm I'm not in favor of it. I, you know, again, I think it's something that's not appropriate for especially our area. And I think that I really hope, and I actually spoke to 
to a number of high up um, Democrats saying this could really be like painful and big mistake um, because, you know, if you don't pay attention to it and it's just put into the budget, it really needs to be vetted. And I think it really has to be situational. It can't just be across the board because Long Island can't, can't take all of this, especially at once. It's just, it's, it's totally not rational. And, you know, look, I'll tell you something. It, it reminds me of bail reform because maybe the intention was good in the sense that somebody shouldn't sit in jail for six months if they can't afford the $500 bail. I mean, maybe we should have it be judge discretion to say, all right, you know what, you know, they could make the decision as to whether or not the person has to um, be held. But the, this, the way that was rolled out, in my opinion, and I've said it before, was, was really a huge problem. And I don't want to see that happen again in this situation. And again, I'm a Democrat saying this, you know, <laughs> I'm not very popular in my party sometimes, but with these, with these big across the board, you know, proposals, we really need to take the time to make sure it's done correctly. And, this housing thing, you know, people are all worried about the casino. I think the housing thing could really, really impact our lives. So we really have to be careful with it. And um, we're, we're looking into a few things. I know um, whether or not we can, I know the town of North Hempstead put out something, you know, that they can't supersede their, their laws, their zoning laws. So we're, we're, I think a lot of different smart minds that I know are, are looking into how we can um, approach it. So, But I will say that there is concern across the board with this one, for sure. As you mentioned, you know, you listen, you're a moderate Democrat. You know, you're a sensible human being, common sense, which we lack, it seems, as far as where we're at in Albany, especially as you made reference to with uh, the bail reform. Listen, we're going to keep an eye on things, especially uh, the casino. And uh, again, late request, we cannot thank you enough. Uh, for a couple oh, of minutes. Anytime. I'm sorry. Um, okay, well, all, thank you for having me, Jay, and thank you for all you do. You really keep a number of people informed, so I really well, appreciate what you do. Uh, listen, we appreciate you, and, uh, and keep up the great work over there on the 11th. Oh, by the way, uh, any Michael G. and Gregorio getting the nod for the, for the 19th. Steve Rhodes made the jump to the Senate. Uh, a lot of people thought, you know what, the George... Santoisms might come into play as far as Nassau oh, County and the uh, uh, Republicans. It's not the case. Jean Gregorio wins it rather handily over Robert Miles. Uh, I only got about 30 seconds. Uh, and a lot of people were not surprised. What about you? No, I honestly, even Robert Miles, who's a good friend of mine, knew, you know, if you look at the registration in that district, you know, he knew he was. Um, he was going up against the odds and he's not a political person. Really. He, this was the first time he ever did anything. In fact, I think he was really asked to run. It wasn't his decision, <laughs> but anyway, um, look, I, 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 I don't like to say that, um, one person represents a party, you know, there, there are good people and there are not so good people in, in both parties. And, I think I think that the, our next generation fully recognizes that. I don't have one kid that's registered to a party out of my three. So out of four, my stepson also. So the bottom line is, um, you know, you can't. It's a bad. It's a bad um, situation. What happened with George Santos? Absolutely. But again, it, it does it. 
does it mark the entire party? No, there are good people on both sides. I felt the same way. Honestly, there have been some presidential issues that, you know, it's just a party is made of people and you have to look at each one. That's the way I look at it. Um, but I do think that some, some lessons were learned on both sides. I think the vetting really has to uh, improve. And that's sometimes, hopefully that will be the good thing that comes from this. Um, we really need to do a better job making sure that at least the resumes are legitimate because it's a bad example for our kids that this type of thing can happen on that level, you know, especially Congress. That's a high, high, you know, important seat and the person should be thoroughly vetted going forward. And I think it was a lesson for both parties. So that's about it. Has to improve. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Vetting process. Vetting process has to improve without question. Listen, always a pleasure. We look forward to the next time having you on. How's that? All right, Jay. Have a great day. Thank you.